Hello, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. I think we're on. I don't know. We had some technical problems. If you hear me, give a yell. Somebody call me. <laughs> Let me know if you hear me out there. Anyway, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. I'm Larry Kudlow. It's a great pleasure to be with you. Sorry about the technical issues. I think we're a little shorthanded today in the studio, but whatever. We are here. Join us during the week, by the way. Fox Business. Name the show's Kudlow. 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, every day, Monday through Friday. And if you can't de- if you can't get us at 4, let me get this right, you can call your favorite 9-year-old who will teach you how to DVR the show. So we're really on. Is that the idea? Okay, we're on. Diego says we're on. That means we must be on. And here on Saturdays, you can hear us live streaming over the Internet. The name of the show is LarryCudlowShow.com, LarryCudlowShow.com. You'll get us throughout the country, around the world, and throughout the solar system and the Milky Way. We've got it all. So I want to talk about energy. I want to talk about the debt ceiling. I want to talk some politics. Uh, One thing that's interesting came up on the TV last night. Um. The Republicans are making very good progress, uh, very good progress on the energy front. Okay, they are beginning to turn around uh, energy policy with a couple of bills that passed. I, I say this because I don't think it got near enough, uh, didn't get near enough coverage in the news. Why am I surprised uh, at that? But actually, they passed a couple of bills. One of them passed yesterday, and that's a bill that will um, will guarantee that if the president continues to sell from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, he continues to deplete the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which um, you know is meant for national security and for national uh, natural disasters here at home. Anyway, if he continues to do, if he continues to deplete it, it will open up more federal lands for drilling and leasing, particularly for leasing. I should really say that leasing, because you have to get a permit to drill. But um, that was one of the bills. The other bill was passed a couple weeks ago, almost unanimously, was that there would be no, um, no. Uh, Spro sales to China. In fact, no petroleum reserves to China of any kind. So those two energy bills, good thing. I just want to mention that. They're kind of turning things around on the energy front. Now, are they going to pass the Senate? Well, we'll wait and see. There'll be tough votes. I think the China bill would pass the Senate. I don't know if the um, opening up federal lands, of course, Biden will oppose it like he always does. He hates fossil fuels. The war against fossil fuels continues. The war against gas burning stoves continues. And um, we will see how that works. Joe Manchin, Kirsten Sinema, I don't know if they can get a majority, but maybe they can. So, So that's important. The Strategic Production Response Act would tie any SBR sales to additional oil and gas leasing on federal lands. 
And uh, there is a companion bill in the Senate. And um, before that, the China bill. No sales to China. None. None. If you can believe that, Biden's uh, spro sales. You know, here's the thing that's so interesting. Biden and um, Granholm, his energy secretary, both talked this past week how if we stop selling from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, if we stop selling from the reserve, gasoline prices will go up. So here's the thing. Spro was never intended for gasoline prices. That's just political price manipulation. And it was done principally before the election, right? And yeah, gasoline prices did come down, although they're creeping up again now nationwide. They've come back from about $3 a gallon to $3.50 a gallon. But um, that thing was originally done for the Arab oil embargo in the 1970s, all the way back then, and in case, uh, you know, with our dependence on foreign oil at that time, we needed some petroleum reserves. It was not meant to manipulate prices. It was meant in a national emergency for national security reasons so we would have a strategic petroleum reserve. The thing was filled up mo- most recently. Trump filled it up to about, I don't know, 700 million barrels. It was also meant in case of emergencies at home. If we had a bad hurricane, something, you know, you get these things in California or Texas, Florida. We should have a strategic reserve to cover in some kind of, you know, really bad weather emergency for a few days. But Biden keeps talking about gasoline prices, and so does Granholm keep talking about gasoline prices. And um, that is not the purpose, was never the purpose, but they admitted it openly. This is the first time we've heard them admit it openly. And that is a very bad thing indeed. All they're doing is price fixing, manipulating it for political reasons. Now, the best way to get gasoline prices down is to produce more oil. We have the cleanest oil in the world. That's all. But they won't do that because they won't provide permits. We are still, we are still today a million barrels a day short of the production we had back at the end of 2019 and early 2020. In more or less round number terms, we were producing 13 million barrels a day. Today we're down a little bit less, a little bit less than 12 million barrels a day. So, of course, gasoline prices, which at the beginning of the Biden term were about $2.35, are up at $3.50. In fact, the whole market, the world market, which is what, where, you know, petroleum gasoline prices come from oil prices on the world market. World market is back to over 80, had gotten down to about 70. The high was about 125. But that's the point. You want to keep gasoline prices down? Produce more oil. It's not hard. Produce more oil. Biden's the one to do that. 
They won't give permits for fracking or refining or pipelining, as they did at the very beginning of the term. First thing you did, practically, stop the Keystone Pipeline. Wasn't that clever? And then, of course, we bid up oil prices to $90 a barrel, $100 a barrel. What did that do? It emboldened Vladimir Putin. We paid Putin for his imperial adventures in Ukraine. He doesn't uh, invade anybody at 40 or $50 a barrel, but he loves to come on at you when it gets to 80 90 $100 a barrel. That is a big part of the Ukraine story. It has been forgotten. It shouldn't be forgotten. So Republicans in the House are trying to gradually overturn Biden's energy policy. They're going to need Senate votes to continue it, but I'm just saying this is a good start. They're starting to turn things around. Now, the second thing, actually, maybe we'll take a break because we screwed up the technology, and I want to talk about uh, Biden's fear-mongering and lying, totalitarian, authoritarian lying. But um, we'll take a quick break. I'm Larry Kudlow. We'll come back. I don't want to talk about the debt ceiling and the need for budget cuts. And I think the technology here is going to hold up okay. We'll be right back. Stay with us. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. We are back. I think the technology is working. Now I want to switch over from the new course on energy. Uh, Let's talk about the debt ceiling and cutting government spending. And um, this business about Joe Biden and his henchman, Chuck Schumer, and um, Hakeem Jeffries, they are all, all accusing the Republicans of cutting, slashing, destroying Social Security and Medicare and defaulting on the nation's debt. Now, this is an old democratic tactic, this kind of fear-mongering. Anytime the GOP wants to cut spending, Democrats, who have become the world-class biggest spenders in our history, that's all they do. They just lie and keep saying this lie. So all this past week, Joe Biden... Chuck Schumer, Hakeem Jeffries, and others, lesser lights, the press secretary, what's her name, Karine Jean-Pierre, big loser she is. But anyway, they just keep repeating this lie. So I want to say, uh, first of all, it's not true. Second of all, uh, after spending $6 trillion, $6 trillion, and leading to the highest inflation rate in 40 years, It is high time that we had some budget restraint. The Republicans taking the House ran on this. And they are right to follow through. Now, it's going to take them a while. They're going to go through regular order, the budget committees and the appropriation committees and the Ways and Means committees are going to draw up a plan to cut spending and uh, presumably maintain low taxes. And they may also uh, go after regulations. 
which would boost our economy, which grew at a pathetic pace of 1% last year. We just got the numbers in, 1%. The thing is, this past week I interviewed on the TV show Kevin McCarthy, speaker, and I interviewed um, Steve Scalise, the majority leader, and I asked them directly, are you going to cut Medicare, Social Security? Are you going to default on the debt? Right. I just asked them. It's a matter of public record. And each one said no. We have no plans to do so. We will not do so. I mean, basically, what the Republicans want to do is reduce so-called discretionary spending, not the big entitlements. My pal Kevin Hassett, who was the uh, chairman of the Council of Economic Advisors during the Trump administration, Kevin came up with a plan uh, for every dollar increase in federal debt, there should be $3 reduction in uh, budget spending. Three to one. It's very sensible. Scott Perry, the head of the Freedom uh, Caucus, uh, told me on live on the business show on Cudlow and Fox Business, he said, well, we can um, maybe do four to one. A while back in 2011... John Boehner, who was the speaker, did a deal with Obama and got one for one. But the point is there has to be some spending restraint. Democrats will, if allowed to, continue to spend wildly and reinflate the economy. What's happened here? All the spending in twenty in twenty one and twenty two drove the inflation rate to nine percent. It's the highest in four years. Federal Reserve which didn't take it seriously at first, to their detriment, but they came around. And this year, the Fed has been fighting inflation by shrinking the money supply that the Federal Reserve, that the uh, Democrats created in the first place. But it's leading to a recession. We'll talk about that over the course of the show. The numbers coming in are not good. Now it looks like we're going to have several negative quarters here in the new year, 2023. We had two negative quarters last year. In 2022, you know, the Fed, the, the Democrats inflate and the Federal Reserve have to deflate. Well, what good is that? That just gives us, uh, it's anti-prosperity, anti-growth, prosperity killers. So the GOP was elected on this. They're running on this. And all Biden can say is you're going to cut Social Security. It's the third rail of American politics. I get that. Now, what they ought to do, at some point, you're going to run out of money in Social Security. The Congressional Budget Office and the trustees of the Social Security Fund, I think the CBO said in 10 years, 2034, the trust funds will run out of money. The trustees, the actual Social Security trustees, I think, at 2035. So you got 10 years, a little more than that. This is 23. So you got 11 or 12 years. What they need to do is put up a bipartisan commission and have a look at how to make the Social Security and Medicare funds solvent again. Democrats and Republicans. I was there when I worked for Reagan many years ago. That's what Reagan did. He set up a commission. 
Yeah, I don't know, Lane Kirkland, the AFL-CIO, Senator Pat Moynihan, the late Senator Moynihan, Democrat from New York, Alan Greenspan, etc. And they fixed it. It was pretty good. It was about a 50-year fix, maybe a 60-year fix. But the Republicans right now, they're not going to just trash it. This is just Democrat malarkey. This is what authoritarians do. This is what dictators do. They take a lie and they keep repeating the lie in the hope that somebody out there is going to start believing the lie. Actually, I had Jason Smith, the new Republican head of the House Ways and Means Committee. He has jurisdiction over Social Security and Medicare. And I asked him, are you going to trash Social Security and Medicare? He said, no. We're not even going to look at it. Right now, it's off the table. They're looking at so-called discretionary spending items, which is a good place to start. You could get three to one, three dollars reduction in spending for every dollar increase in debt. Makes a lot of sense. Real simple. And you'll save a couple of hundred billion dollars over 10 years. You know, that's a good number. I mean, we've increased it by six trillion dollars during the Biden regime. And two Democratic houses. So my point is, A, don't believe them. Biden's wrong. He's lying. The big lie. And B, we need, we need some budget and spending restraint. It's not hard. But just don't lie. You know, this is not Germany or the Soviet Union. Americans have a lot of common sense. So anyway, I like what the GOP is doing in the first few weeks. We're going to come on. we got the great Art Laffer coming up next. Father of Supply Side Economics, former Reagan advisor, author of The Laffer Curve. We're going to talk about why the tax cuts worked and why some spending restraint would be a good thing, a very good thing. I'm Kudlow. All systems seem to be working now. We'll be right back. 